0: Hello, hello, Steve. How are you? Good afternoon, at least my time. Yes, and from my side, good evening. Good time of the day, shall we say? Yeah, I hope you're having a nice day, and I, you were just enjoying some tennis. So I hope you enjoyed the tennis match. Was that? I don't want to give it away. You know what? What? What transpired? Plus, people that's true. To be watching this months from
1: now, we don't want to have something that is about just today. This is going to be a timeless.
0: True. True. Um, uh, discussion today. That's, that's a that's a very good point. Well, wow. you, you you've made made your first wise wise statement. I'm sure of many of today's live stream. So, um, are you okay to quickly introduce yourself so the, so the the people know who you are?
1: Sure, my my pleasure. And Ben, thanks for having me here today. I'm Steve Wexler. I'm the founder, principal, sole employee, and chief chart looker at her at Data Revelations. Nice. Um author of the book The Big Picture, and along with Andy Cotcreve and Jeff Schaefer, author of the big book
0: of dashboards.
1: Ah, there we go.
0: Good stuff. And I'm not it justn't just on my desk because you're there, it's always on my desk, just so you know. Right. It it stops the desk
1: from wobbling, correct? It, it's, uh, exactly. Exactly. That's how you use it. Right. Yeah. It keeps
0: my keyboard it's a certain right. height as well. I love it.
1: <laughs> very popular. That and propping up uh, L C D projectors.
0: It's a very popular use for the book. Very nice. Um, yeah, ch- chief. Look at what are your favorite sort of um, datas to look at?
1: Oh gosh, I, I don't have any any one thing in particular. No you know that that's kind of the joy of working in this profession. Okay, nice, nice. There's so much. There's so much data and so many professions and so many mm. people that you're trying to uh, get them to maybe have a little better understanding about their business, their communities, mm. their world. So I'm. Um within my my sub-sub niche. Yeah, the thing that I'm known for is visualizing survey data, which okay. makes me wildly popular at cocktail parties. You can imagine <laughs> how many people just can't wait to discuss that. It's uh it's I have to I have to fend them off with a stick, Ben. So that's my little sub-niche, but otherwise it's uh I am an equal opportunity uh delighter and offender of data sets.
0: <laughs> hey. My last project at my previous company, one of the last ones, was um, visualizing survey data. I thought it was very good fun. It's nice. It's it's different. It's nice when it's not just, you know, you know, net sales or, or money and stuff. A little bit of different uh, well, data,
1: the Well, for me, that's been, I don't know, 15 years of that. Uh, okay. And it's kind of where I carved my expertise and, and mm. established this little tiny beachhead is, oh, I know how to do it. Mm. within this particular tool mm. but also it's, it's been a you know fascinating thing okay um you're trying to show what are the differences and opinions amongst this these different demographic groups mm. what's a good way to show this and then you start to see well how do the pros do it how does pew research do it how does gallup poll do it etc mm. mm. and then you're tasked with okay how do i do that with my tool of choice What's the mechanism for doing that? Mm-hmm. Um, and then you start people questioning, is that in fact the best way to do it? Is there a better way to do it? And I'll see um, some people chiming in from all over the world. There's one guy in particular, and he's, he's on my mind because today I'm trying to emulate an approach he came up with. Okay. Is a guy out of Romania, his name is Daniel Zvinka. Okay, he is a brilliant programmer. He does data visualization as a hobby. He's so good at this stuff. It hurts Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. he'll come up with such cogent, intelligent arguments as to here's why I think this is the best way to show it. And uh, it's very hard to refute this. So he came up, he's along the way has come up with stuff that I found disruptive. That is a better way to show sentiment. Okay, uh, and, um, and I'm I'm going to figure out how to do that, and then tell the world, okay, if you're using this particular tool, notice mm-hmm. we're staying away from the names of tools here. Um, here, here, um, here would be how you do it. Well, I, mm-hmm. I mention it, Ben, because most of my work now is around yeah. workshops and presentations, and it's totally tool agnostic. Mm-hmm. But sub niche, it's oh, if you want to know how to do this thing in Tableau, I'll show you the step-by-step how to do it in Tableau. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think this is a good way to show it, but if you're using Power BI or Click or MicroStrategy yeah. or
0: ThoughtSpot, it's going to be a different um, uh, process to get this. Of course, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I Before we went into this live stream, one of our first conversations was about a tool agnostic, um, uh, yeah, a conversation. Because obviously, you know, I'm clearly very focused on 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 Power BI. Though, obviously, since I started to become generally more interested in data visualization, uh, I look across as many examples as, as possible. Actually, when I, I mean, so I use a tool in Power BI called or a visualization in Power BI called deneb which Yeah. Is, yeah. Okay. So uh, yeah. the
1: the guy out of South Africa, I cannot pronounce his last name, but uh, Oh, Tez. Yeah. Yeah. He's doing amazing work with Deneb. Yes, um, it's amazing. Did, and and as I'm sure you know, let, let's give him a little shout out. He's got to buy me a cup of coffee thing. He Paige, He has recreated all the dashboards in the big book of dashboards. Exactly. And, Dineb, yeah. and it's, you know, so, hey, yeah. hey, I don't know what time it is in South Africa at the moment. Um, <laughs> probably not that much later than it is in, uh, are you in Berlin? Yeah, we're in the same time zone, Mingtae. So yeah, I'm pretty, you might yeah, be right. an hour. I was, was going to think maybe one hour. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> so I'm enjoying stuff. these people are saying, "Oh, I said the T word." Oh, yeah. he said the D word. Uh, <laughs> I had no idea, Daniel, that these were curse words or questionable words within this group.
0: Um, so, um, well, they, uh, we, we have we have the creator of Dana with us. so That's pretty uh, pretty nice. Maybe maybe oh, he's wow. just. Maybe Daniel's just happy that you, that you, you you're, you're saying the word the name of his tool. I, I don't know. Well,
1: um, Daniel, the 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 I'm seeing people doing absolutely amazing stuff with this. So my um, tip of the hat to you.
0: Yeah, there's I mean there's a few people I'm kicking around who are just do fantastic so There's one person, and I always feel really bad because I always forget this person's name. Um, and he, um, well, there's a few, but I say Taze. But there's someone who posts quite a lot. Is there someone, Daniel Batchi or something? Um, I'm getting his name wrong. He also creates this fantastic stuff using Vega, Light Vega in, in Denab.
1: By the way, the um, cross-pollination of this stuff, um, there's uh, Jeff Weir out of, I think, New Zealand. Correct. Um, and I like him piping in on stuff. You know, yeah. I've invited him as my guest to workshops, et cetera. Really? You, That's cool you know i'm i he's you know thoughtful about this stuff he's trying to do a great job for his clients he
0: does.
1: um and i like people who challenge me and make you know mm-hmm. possibly make me think a little bit differently about stuff so uh
0: for sure um, if you want someone to challenge you jeff will always do that that's that's he, he loves it he, he's <laughs> okay. very good at it. he's he's very good at it. Um, um david Batri was the, was the guy's name who creates um, fantastic stuff using it. But this is um, thinking of, you said before, about taking inspiration from someone that you see who creates fantastic visualizations. Of course, I take, you know, one of the things I started doing, the first thing that I created in Deneb, where I thought, you know what, I like that. I'm quite proud of that. It was using an example that I got from the big book of dashboards, just regarding having quite large. Text that kind of jumps out and shows you, like, actually what's going on, rather than just having regular data labels. Sometimes that's, that's actually quite a large text that kind of pops out, which was quite cool. Um, and it's the same, you know, working with uh, Deneb and when Power BI to see, see other people what they create. Like, oh, how, that's cool. How can I do that? Do I have the skills to do it? And all that stuff.
1: Well, Ben, I think the people who have gotten really good at this, in terms of servicing the needs of their clients, mm. they kind of collected approaches over the years. Mm. Like they'll they'll look at something and go, "Wow, that 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 solved a problem very elegantly." I'm going to kind mm. of put that over here, and if I encounter something like that down the road, mm. I'm going to look at that and go, "Can I emulate that? Because that was yeah. a, an elegant or a very effective solution." to mm. that problem that's the whole idea behind the big book of dashboards if you have a situation kind of like this mm-hmm. here is something that may work for you yeah. and 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 here's why we think it is uh, an effective approach so we want yes. people to be you know to, mm. you know reusing this stuff over and over and over again sure um just
0: but, a... uh, go ahead no no please you. Yeah. no no Um, I was going to take a step back and just say, just for you and your career and where you are now, what was the first thing that really, how did you end up here? Like, what was the first step that you took on this data visualization career? Like, was it an intentional thing or was it just kind of... No,
1: no. How many people have an intent, have... Look, we will run into that soon. But, you know, I I looked at your biography and a whole bunch of other people. I'm I'm having the privilege of reading... uh, an. um, uh, a draft of Al, how uh, alberto cairo's new okay. book the art yeah. of insight nice. and he's interviewing he's you know having really personal interviews with a lot of really mm. thoughtful people in the field and none of them went into this as mm. oh i want to um have a career in data visualization i mm. certainly not my intention mm. um look if if uh, People go to datarevelations.com and go to the About page. There's an interactive dashboard where you you, know, you scroll down a little bit and you can see, okay, my career. And you're going to go, oh Jesus, this guy was a um, was a music major, music undergrad, music master's degree, um, and 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 did that for a while and it, have done it since. But all sorts of convolutions ran a software mm. company. Uh, founded a startup, couldn't keep funding it. At some point mm. uh, in middle age, I had to find a job. And I ended mm. up working at the eLearning guild, uh, a okay. wonderful organization, passionate about um, helping people learn and perform better using technology. Mm. And I got the job as their director of research and emerging technology. This is 2006, because uh, I said, I have an idea, you have thousands of people that are members of this organization. We can pull these people, find out what works, what doesn't work, what do you like, what don't you like, how many hours does it take to do this? But instead of just making a static printed report, let's make an interactive dashboard that they can filter and and look at stuff. And they said, wow, this sounds great. I said, "Are, are we gonna have to develop our own tool? I said, absolutely not. I just discovered this amazing tool that I think will do a great job. And the name of that tool was the S word, Spotfire. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow, the, that's cool. The, no, a friend had hit me mm-hmm. to this thing, and I was looking at Spotfire. And then mm-hmm. I looked at that at, at, at a former colleague of mine had been, um, had founded the e-learning guild, and I needed <laughs> a job. And so I came in there thinking Spotfire would be the thing that we'd use, mm. and they said, "Well, before we invest a lot of time and effort in a tool, why don't you see what else is out there?" And I started looking at the other tools that were out there, mm. and downloaded and discovered Tableau, and went, "Oh, no, we're not using Spotfire. Really. <laughs> this is it. Yeah, exactly. That's cool." By the way, do you know that the big, the, the main, the main reason for using Tableau By the way, this is we're t- t- talking the Australopithecan era of modern d- data visualization tools. It's 17 years ago at this point. It seems unfathomable. This is Tableau version 2.0. What Why is it what did Tableau have that Spotfire didn't this interesting. Undo. No way. way. That, that was the that was the biggest thing if you went down a path with Spotfire at that point it was um uh, um there's a there's a, a a a little kids game at least in the united states i know that you know you you are in berlin by way of england etc i have no idea if this game you know has meaning mm. to you or but there's a game called shoots and ladders and if you kind of hit a spot you go mm. you kind of have to reset to the very beginning this is 2006 that's what spotfire was in 2006 you go down a wrong path it's like Mm. sorry man that's so interesting Where one do-over and tableau think about it it Mm. encourages rapid failure it allows you to fail really quickly let me try this let me try that let me try this other oh that didn't work let me just kind of go back Mm. and try something else so, the single best practitioner in this space that I know, um, especially in terms of helping others, was a guy, Joe Mako, who's kind of fallen off the radar. Mm. But in the early and mid period in Tableau, he did more to help people figure stuff out. And he said he really liked the tool because it allowed him to fail faster. Mm. And that has stuck
0: with me for a decade. Fail faster. I like that. That's really interesting. And it makes a lot of sense because, you know, creating like it, don't like it, get rid of it, start again, copy, paste, undo. But yeah. just this, what you'd say is such, when you were, when you said, what did it have? I thought you were going to give me some really fancy visualization technique. No, or no, no.
1: It, it was, you know, and, oh, I'm not that deep or interesting, Ben. It was just undo. <laughs>
0: amazing that's really cool so there you go Undo the, the undo functionality was basically led you down this path yeah i love yeah. it i love other stories a, like that it's been a, a love affair ever since absolutely absolutely wow that's crazy when you when you were getting started i mean if you th- what well, i really wish i had saved and could access my first ever power bi report so, because I, I thought, obviously, I thought back then it was amazing. I thought, oh my god, look at all these! I wish I could look at it now. Well, the the I have
1: fortunately some of my early work, yeah. and I share it with people who take my workshops to reassure them uh-huh. that you can absolutely suck, which I did, <laughs> and get good at this stuff. Um, That's cool, and and, and I kind of walk through how um, um, when I'm teaching or or when we're exploring together the Mm. art of decluttering something Mm. um and oh my gosh too many colors oh lines with every single point on the line having a um a mark on them and things like that Mm. and 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 i will show some of my early work it's a year in to my tenure with tableau and oh my god it's just god awful it's a Mm. it's a it's a cluttered mess and i Mm. remember i even remember thinking about this. How can I make it clearer? And everything I added to try to make it clearer actually made it more dense and, mm. and difficult. Yeah. And, and then I'll show people and uh, and, and cool. here's what I would do now. Yeah, It's much clearer and easier to understand. And I'll point out, well, we get good at this by looking at, well, what did somebody else
0: do? How did yeah.
1: they solve this problem? Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so much better. Let me try to remember that
0: i it's i find that we do refreshing here it's a great idea by the way, I think it's fantastic to show you old earlier examples to kind of inspire um i know well, or
1: or to show people you don't have to have a natural you know this natural
0: inclination this is exactly, an eminently yeah. learnable yeah skill i I've learned quite a lot about myself through data visualization that has nothing to do with data visualization such as I learned about you know the fact that I wasn't great at seeing things from other people's perspectives. I was really bad at understanding why people couldn't understand. Like I would create something and they'd ask questions and I'd be like, but you could it's right there? And that was quite a skill to have to learn. And I'm still, I'm I'm not saying I'm great at it now. I'm just better at it now. The,
1: the um, that's a really important thing to realize just because it's easy for you to understand doesn't mean it's going to be easy for your audience to understand. Mm-hmm. So I joke that I'm a professional chart looker at her. And what I will point out to be, that means if I'm having trouble understanding this charter dashboard, it's probably mm-hmm. problematic because <laughs> I'm a professional chart looker at her. Um, But if I understand it, it doesn't mean my audience is going to understand it by any stretch of the imagination and, and, and realizing that Mm. and not getting angry that Mm. this is so obvious. How do you not see it? Um, Well, question for you. How do you, when you, when you're working, you know, you're putting something together. Mm. Um, um, Let's say it's a dashboard versus a a deck, you know, the, 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 the presentation would be, oh, I use this dashboard to find something amazing. And now I'm going to present this amazing thing I found. Mm. But the dashboard, what are the steps that you go through to refine it, improve it, clarify it, um, and make it so that the stakeholder goes, oh, this is really helpful? I'm curious.
0: I, good question. <laughs> um, I know. One of the things that I've started to try to do, and I, th- I think you just mentioned it yourself to be honest, so it's gonna sound sound like a cop out. I used to quite often to make the data, what I thought was clearer would be to add stuff, yeah? So what I find that I do more now is I put in a lot and then I take a lot out. So if I'm creating visualization, I'm creating a report or a, an individual visualization, I tend to put in a lot and then remove the stuff that I don't like, you know, like, as you said, like declutter it to kind of make it as simple as possible because I recognized in myself that I wasn't good at creating a basic, clear, simple visualization. I would try and put too, much. I wouldn't like color it, but I would try to add too many elements and I found it just quite distracting. So I'll to try and remove all the stuff that irritates me and kind of present that does that make sense is that a terrible answer it it it, it completely makes sense okay. but i'm wondering mm. when do you go
1: all right i'm going to get somebody else involved and who ah. if at
0: all mm. and who do you get involved well I, in my job so my previous company i would would, would have a team of, of analysts and um there would be someone in my team who would basically just look at stuff together I mean, there was one person who was like my go-to person. So he's the sort of person I would, not just with the data visualization thing, if I couldn't get a calculation correct, I would call him. And what I really enjoyed about it was the fact that he wouldn't even have to give me an answer just by talking at him sometimes it would make the answer kind of appear in my head. So basically we would look together, but that is a good point because I actually not that often do I get other people to look at my visualizations before I present them to a stakeholder. And that stakeholder gives me feedback. So the person who I'm well, building a, a report
1: really for. that's important part is yeah. your stakeholder. That, that's kind of what I was hoping to get to is the, the, uh, the stakeholder okay. giving you feedback yeah. and then the stakeholder becoming your collaborator.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I can't say that I, often get sometimes frustrated with a stakeholder because, you know, they, they ask for things that I, that I think are wrong. Um, but that's just maybe me being well, it, be arrogant.
1: Look, anyone who's doing this here and is listening to this knows mm-hmm. of course they're saying, Hey, could you make that a 3d exploding pie chart? Because Absolutely. I think that would be cool. Yeah, um, for sure. And, 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 and how do you go in the, 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 well, Hey, stakeholder, um, um, what are the questions we're trying to answer here and and we'll try your 3d exploding pie chart i'm going to show you a couple of alternatives mm. which one answered your question faster mm. um and, mm. and 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 instead of going well i'm the expert in this and that's a really stupid idea um instead it's the hey we're trying to get the answers that we want yeah right. uh, faster what i was also going to suggest i fell into this by accident Mm. this 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 this, so i look i've got we all have our usual suspects the people that we can say hey i want to show you something Mm -hmm. having collaborators like jeff schaefer and andy concrete Mm -hmm. and now amanda mcculloch who's the executive director of the data visualization society um um the Oh, oh, yeah, I'm seeing yeah. that night nice graph. Nice Add an export to Excel button. Yeah. Um, by the way, I mean, that's a way to make a dashboard designer cry. Unless they're so excited about this, they want to visualize the data themselves, in which case maybe you've succeeded. So that's another spin to put on it. But here's an idea to offer to everybody here, and I'll explain mm-hmm. um, how it came about. When you are presenting a a new dashboard, instead of saying, let me take you through how this dashboard works, it's, say, I'm gonna show you this dashboard, you figure out what it's trying to tell you, Mm. each of the different things, and you let me know if there's anything that's confusing you. Mm. Um, And you immediately discover the shortcomings or the Achilles heel in your dashboard. And, and they'll go, oh, I think this is trying to show that, you know, whatever in the upper left hand corner is probably the most important, you know, the thing you want to start with. If it's guided analytics or whatever, probably. They'll go, I think that's trying to show this. Is that mm-hmm. what it's trying to do? Yes, that's exactly what it's trying to do. Glad you saw that. But if they're going, hey, I'm not sure what this thing is over here, you go, oh, now you may have to show them. It may, mm-hmm. There may be nothing you can do. Yeah. To make it obvious or intuitive, there has to be a degree of education. For sure. This is, it's been great. I will do this with colleagues and say, I'm not going to show you what this is. You tell me what you see. Mm. And, and we'll do it back and forth. It came about uh, in a, a dashboard design workshop that I've now been doing for six years. And um, there was an exercise that Jeff put together where you will have teams of people, you um, sketch out a dashboard and then present what Mm. they showed and the first time I did this uh, someone would get up and they were taking forever to present their dashboard and it's oh my gosh I've got five different teams this is going to take we've only got you know 20 minutes and this person's taking 20 minutes to do this there's no way I can let this person these people go up and say here's all the things we did we discussed this that and the other blah 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 and pivoted and said you know instead of you telling me what you made i'm gonna tell you what i see mm. in this thing it's nice and 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 it was just to get through this uh death defyingly dull um, <laughs> uh, series of presentations and realize oh, this is a really good way mm. to share a dashboard instead of the, the the creator going let me show you how brilliant i am and how mm. great this is a Here's this thing. can you figure out what it's supposed to do? Yeah. And you'll like you'll it. find little things that that uh, uh, that are problematic with it. Oh, you know, if I just do
0: this, they'll know immediately what that's supposed to be. Hmm. It's interesting. That's actually well, what I like about that or one of the things I like about that is that it's actually so far from what I used to do. i only in the past probably six months, changed how I presented the reports that I built because I used to do it in a way that, I mean, I I enjoy presenting. I think usually when I present stuff or give trainings, I'm usually pretty decent at it. I'm a quite an engaging person. However, when I was presenting a report, I was garbage because I didn't go through and say, okay, so take, for example, I want to do this. I would just say at the top left, we have this and here we have that. And it just felt so just like sterile maybe just so just dull I suppose and then a change to kind of take like a use case in this situation I want to analyze this so to do that we can have this and, and don't go there but what you've just said is a step even further which allows them to do that and I watch that's quite nice well
1: the the the, the, the this is when you're, you're now making me rethink some of this stuff because the the <laughs> the, the, the you know, this is where, okay, you've got a stakeholder, you're not selling them on anything. It's, Mm -hmm. hey, here's the thing that we've worked on together. And I think I've come up with this. And Mm -hmm. rather than me telling you how great it is, why don't you look at it and see what's going on with it? The other part of it is you going, well, what were the, you know, you're, you're, you're giving the presentation of things. And instead of saying, well, in the upper left, we have this, it looks Mm -hmm. like you started out with the my if my understanding is correct here are the things that were really concerning you you know mm. you said you've got these problems this situation etc and we want to know this 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 and this and imagine mm. we had the answers to those things mm. and then it could, and then so combining your charisma with the content <laughs> that you're then showing yeah you've got them riveted because yeah those are the things that were keeping mm. me up at night
0: yeah. you've got
1: a solution i'm leaning it literally Leaning.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's 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 an important part, and I think there are you know we talk about of course in data visualization and doing it the right way, but the presenting part, that part where you're really about to sell them on the thing that you've created, it's so important because you can lose someone so quickly at that point, you know, and pe- people actually trusting the product that you've created. Of course, I'm talking about a you know a, a business report thing rather than like a, a whatever a an infographic, should you say? But when you're at that point of a project it's it's quite important to get it right to kind of keep people engaged i think
1: hey donald has a question here and and i'd like to discuss it with you because my my thoughts on this changed radically let me so
0: my coworkers want to use serif font in power bi i say we should sans serif am i right so for
1: the um uh, let me see if I can do this. So my guess is you have a pretty um, uh, savvy uh, people tuning into this right now. But for anyone who, do, who isn't sure what we mean by serif and sans serif, um, hmm. here is the, the easiest way I have to show it. So here's the, uh, hold on, here's the letter T um, as sans serif and here's the letter T as there we go with, with, <laughs> with serifs, sans serifs, and serifs. There I like go. it. Uh, I can't take credit for this, and unfortunately, I'd have to go way further back for you to really see it. So, the here is the 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 conventional wisdom years ago mm-hmm. was that um, in print for body text, a serif font. You know helped you kind of uh, connect the letters and connect the words etc mm-hmm. and why not enjoy that in the online format well online the resolution you know if we remember computers from 15 years ago or something like that it just didn't have you couldn't get a really mm-hmm. sharp clean thing so the stuff the the printed serif font times roman being you know the mm. thing that came with the first apple laser writer um, uh, rendered really well but online it rendered poorly mm. and i think it's time for the world to do a little usability testing about these things with data visualization okay. and uh, test whether the serif font enhances or hurts or makes no difference whatsoever in terms of the readability with a dashboard now um, Donald I will tell you that I don't to this day I don't think I've used a serif font in a dashboard in 17 years but that's because I'm kind of um, uh, uh, mm. you know this is this is this um, prejudice or or just well i've always done it that way or i've always seen it that way um the i tend in when reading a book i'll use i I like serifs if i'm reading a lot of text but if it's not a lot of text i prefer the clean look of things it's certainly a major pain in the you know kindle or the uh, kindle app on on Mm. an iPad you can change what the font is Mm. uh, unless it's a you know hand chiseled PDF on the thing that's a real pain in the ass to do with a um, uh, with a dashboard especially if things just barely fit Mm. uh, and and things along those lines and speaking of just barely fit in trying to localize a dashboard for something like German where the words are 20% you know 20% longer it's, it's impossible yeah. So, um, uh, if People don't know the guy. His name is, uh, Steve Frankeneri. He's a professor at Northwestern and he's does all these wonderful, he's wonderfully, um, entertaining, uh, professor and studies this, you know, psychology and and data visualization. And he'll, he'll, put together lab experiments and really get down, you know, to the, does this stuff actually work? You know, and the, the, are bar charts in fact better than packed bubbles and things like mm. that. The Cleveland mm. the, the McGill research from 1983 that we've been basing so much stuff on. And um, I should ask him about this so that, that, that mm-hmm. either you can come back and go bad idea. <laughs> Don't use the serif font, or you can go, you know, I don't feel so bad about using it if they really want it because it's the company, you know, it's the stand, it's the
0: brand standard. Or you could find out that actually you, they should use it and then not tell them because he doesn't want to be wrong. That's also an, an, an option as well. Just oh. keep it to himself.
1: <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, Donald, you know, it doesn't strike me as you know, just in in watching him here, he would never do something like that. Far too, <laughs> far too, far too honest. Um, the the place where I'll. Oh, where I really see people tripping up is the insistence that the dashboard use the company colors.
0: Um, And that just, that just drives me nuts. It's it's so interesting that you mentioned that I literally had that discussion with someone today. I completely agree. The brand colors and the, uh, sorry, the, the company brand colors and the company logo drives me nuts.
1: why um especially because you look i'm a i'm a um um a big believer in um really minimalist use of color like Mm -hmm. a lot of gray bars and then occasionally you know make the outlier bar a different color and something like that and maybe Mm -hmm. make that one one of the corporate colors um yeah, something along that lines but they've if they you know if you're something like deloitte and they actually insist okay we want bar charts and we want um, um well here's the thing about my question these people that are insisting on using the corporate colors is this for external purposes or internal purposes and if it's internal why yeah, yeah if it's yeah. external and it has to be a reflection of the company's brand and there are probably things that you can do. Can we mute the black a little bit, mm. you know, so that they're grays and not this really, you know, heavy austere type of thing. The other thing is when you've got a company where red is in the company logo and red means good. Um, yeah. You know, yeah and, that. And, and that, that, Oh, wow. Look at all those red bars. Yeah. That's doing great. Yeah, And, like, <laughs> you know, and, and I kind of grew up in a culture where, well, red
0: is a warning color mm. Um and yeah. it's so, does someone say you can use the colors tastefully? You, I think you can use the colors to, to accent something like not to completely ignore them, to put them somewhere, but to use them. I don't know. Maybe it liked, I, I don't know. I just don't like, I don't like using company colors. I just think I just, I think there's a strange vanity to it. That doesn't need to exist. And exactly like, like you said, and it's something today that I said to one of my new colleagues, um, External, or internal. If it's external and you're giving it to pe- like people in the media or marketing, then then of course, then great, do it. But if it's internal, like, are you gonna forget what company you're working for? You know where you work, so why does it need to be there? Why do you need this logo that says company name? You're not gonna forget. It's just just that. It,
1: look, agreed. And uh, um, oh, Lisa Charlotte uh, Ruth. Mooth mm-hmm. um, Muth uh, works with data wrapper has mm-hmm. written some great blog yes. posts about this and how to deal with the corporate colors and create palettes that will work around it mm-hmm. she yes. does absolutely brilliant work I believe she's working on a book about uh, color and data visualization and I will just buy it without seeing the book because of everything oh, that nice. she's written there's another fellow in the field that I like a great deal and he's kind of inherited Um, He kind of inherited the dashboard design workshop from Stephen Few. Uh, Stephen Few was one of my go-to people. I found him the delightful antidote to Edward Tufte, who just, how am I supposed to use this stuff in practice? And here's Stephen Few saying, here's data visualization for business practice. And Nick DeBarra, it's D-E-S-B-A-R-T-E-S, DeBarra. uh he's based out of Canada um I'm trying to remember the 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 tool that he consults to but he's he's uh he said something along the lines that um his dashboards he are are boring but with highlights and it's just (laughs) he's not trying to tell a story or anything it's just trying to highlight the things that need somebody's attention and it is the intelligent and sparing use of color I have an example of this in the um in in the book the big picture which is way geared more towards stakeholders it's way more geared towards the people who are telling you to use stupid colors uh, thank you Aha! Excellent. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> you'll, be, you'll find the example where um uh, andy cockereave encouraged me to do this in front of a big audience and um I went to the middle of the room and said, okay, everybody from here over, close your eyes. Everybody from here, leave them open. I said, I'm going to show people with the eyes open a visualization for five seconds. Look for something noteworthy. Mm -hmm. And um, it was seven, seven days of the week bars and everything was gray except two bars were blue. So so you know the weekdays were gray the weekends were blue and and the length of the bars for the weekends were a lot shorter okay then uh, I did the same thing for the other group of people seven days of the week and every color was different you know you had seven different colors um and so I showed one group the the rainbow and it's appropriate for June is Pride Month. It seems appropriate. And I showed the other group, everything's gray except these two things. Mm -hmm. And I'll ask the group gray and two things, anybody notice anything here? What was it? Oh, sales on weekends were much lower. And say, how many people in the first group saw that? 80% of the hands go up. Mm -hmm. Then I'll ask the second group, how many of you saw that? It's like, Mm -hmm. no hands go up. And then Mm -hmm. I show each group what they saw. And what mm-hmm. was color was being used to, I want you to notice that there's something different about this. Mm. And color here is, oh, wow. Color's free in data visualization. I've got yeah. seven things. I'll use seven different colors because I can. Mm. And it's <laughs> nothing. And yeah. people had to f- a real, and it took four seconds for them to realize, oh, crap, color isn't telling me anything. Mm. i got one second left to find something in here. Mm. that 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 might be useful. So I can press other people with how you know that I'm look, look at what I've noticed. Mm. So uh, look, if nothing else, just realize we're all fighting that same fight, which yeah. is uh, clients who have the best of intentions, but yeah, we're required to use the corporate colors. Mm. Um, well, what can you do to mute them and make them purposeful sure. and possibly get buy-in from the? brand identifiers. And then you even said it,
0: which is, is this for internal purposes? Or do we have to share this with the rest of the world? Mm. Um I'll get this question in, in a second. But I mean, perhaps that's one of what you could look at is so uh, you know, you, you said yourself using a color. So sparingly to highlight, you know, the, the, the top two, the top one. So to have this kind of like a, a, a nice pale, not pale is the wrong word, uh, muted tone report but maybe a company color to show the top one or to show the outliner in that situation you could use it so you kind of like a, a nice compromise but between the two also um there was also come before that I, I said vanity of, of of the of the corporate of the company and someone said it's it's pride not not vanity I take that point sometimes I'm too extreme in my opinion so that's that is a good point um but yeah I, I had created a few times an all-gray report, like, and sometimes I found it too much. So just to add an element of color in there would actually be... I might, might try and do that soon, actually. I going to do that. that that's going to be my new thing, to add this little kind of like splash of color to highlight the top on, on a kind of more muted report.
1: That's just the, me the, talking the, away. The, the, the other thing is I'm blown away by the power of the little red dot. You know, you've got this... Mm. You know, yeah, yeah. 87 things and two things have little red dots next to them. It's the first thing people look at. It's the smallest thing on the dashboard. Well, why did you look at those things? Yeah. Well, because I little red dots next to them.
0: <laughs> I just saw you, uh, NFL, before we we'll start I just watched a video, one of your videos, and you referenced this Eddie Murphy film um, Dolomite, oh, Dolomite is, is, my, is My Name. Yeah, When someone's looking through and there's a 98% and you're saying, if there'd just been something there with this to visualize it. and I found that really interesting it was a great point well it, it's the
1: curse of um, look you're at this point probably a lot of the people who are hanging out with us today are we don't just look at charts we look at um, gee is that the best way to show it why did mm. they choose that mm. or you'll see opportunities in movies where well why are they showing just a table full of numbers that's a terrible way to present the data there's a little crucial plot point in this film and i remember watching it and go and, and saying well wasn't it lucky that this guy reading the magazine looked at the table full of numbers and discovered that had yeah. it been a bar chart it would have been you know would have been the outlier would have stuck out like a yeah. sore thumb yeah. and it wouldn't have been just one lucky producer that stumbled upon this it would have been a dozen
0: going mm. oh my yeah. god this is amazing so yeah on this sticking to the um tv shows and stuff have you seen this tv show with michael keaton called dope sick oh of it course was, it was really oh, i am
1: i just showed, gave a presentation yesterday because there's oh, a really? pivotal there's a pivotal part i think it's in the 6th episode of the eight. this is on hulu uh, mm-hmm. for the, the it is dope sick is about the opioid epidemic in the United States and Purdue pharmaceuticals participation in the Sackler family's participation in it. And there is a pivotal plot point where a chart plays an important guest starring role yeah. in it. Um, and I just covered this yesterday as, interesting. as, as something and just showed when, the, when you are manipulating the value axes to make things look, um, different in this case manipulating the value axes to deceive you know Mm -hmm. we're we're used to the notion of people deceiving where oh i'm going to show that sales have increased you know so much by truncating the value axes Mm -hmm. um and so that instead of it being Instead of it, instead of it looking like the modest ten percent increase that it is, mm. it looks like it's a five hundred percent increase. Mm. And I've got examples from Viktor Orbán, you know, the Hungarian autocrat, yes. um, n- using misleading charts. And mm. I have Joseph Biden, you know, pillar of democracy, yeah, um, doing exactly the same thing by manipulating the
0: value axes on the bar charts. So, but it's arrived. you do see it everywhere I mean there are so many examples that you see on almost a weekly basis of this someone shows a chart and and so and and be, someone will be someone'll make a comment and'll just be like, "Can you see what's wrong here and I'm
1: looking the, like, the, the so the, the you know, some of the famous examples were from Fox News. everyone you know brings those out where they're showing if if you know um if if Bush tax cuts expire was one of them the other is um Um, uh, Obamacare enrollment and what it is and what they're trying to get to and Mm. trying to make Obama look really bad with this stuff. All these things where the the person intentionally Mm. uh, truncates the axes is an example of what um, math educator Christopher Danielson calls turds. What is a turd? Truly unfortunate representation of data t-u-r-d <laughs> and it's just oh my god you know i could go a lifetime i'm never going to come up with an acronym that's quite that, that clever um yeah. but sometimes it's people it's manipulation other times it's the tool mm-hmm. that's doing it uh, mm-hmm. excel will mm-hmm. uh, jeff schaefer uh, had such a brilliant presentation on this he did it as part of chart chat but there was this um brouhaha because eric adams was was who's the mayor of new york city was saying violent crime is up seven and a half percent over the mm-hmm. previous year an f ton of problems with him doing that one is he just looked at the previous years had he looked at a 20-year or a 10-year type of a five-year thing but also th- this this seven and a half percent increase. Someone wrote on Twitter, "Wow, that's the largest seven and a half increase I've ever seen." It was this huge bar compared to all the others. Mm. And whomever was creating the graph, Ben, was using Excel, and Excel has something hard coded into it, which is if the bars are within um, really close together, within five sixths of each other, mm-hmm. you know, so that no bar is is more than um, five even a sixth higher than the rest. Excel is hard coded to truncate the value axes. Oh, okay, it's a yeah. default setting. It's probably oh. something some guy or some yeah. woman or some person um, coded into the product 32 years ago. Mm. And so the, Jeff was 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 changing these things, and suddenly mm. uh, he was looking at our all our Twitter followers and Jeff had the most Twitter followers, but he, um, uh, suddenly everyone hated Jeff's presentation. They love mine. They love Amanda. And suddenly we were really close and boom, out of nowhere, the value axis got truncated in Excel because wow. sometimes it's the intentional manipulation
0: mm-hmm. and
1: sometimes it is the, um, oh my God, I didn't realize the tool was was doing stupid things.
0: Yeah, yeah. And if it's a person, <clears throat> and maybe, I don't know, I the, one of the examples I always give about bad visualization, and I know people get tired of talking about pie charts, because I know pe- a lot of people hate pie charts and blah, blah, blah. But I do think it's because those visualizations are used so badly within politics. Well, it's just in politics or in general? I think the, the most, the, the worst ones I've ever seen have been in politics. I have to that's from what i've seen yes they are used generally very badly but i see them probably i just probably see them more often in politics and if you watch like mm. bb like in the uk watch bbc news etc it's just this terrible pie chart for no apparent reason
1: so so the the i was very much a oh pie charts are evil avoid them at all costs kind of guy until maybe um Four or five years ago and realized, oh, when used properly, hmm. they do something really well. Hmm. It's just that they're, it's rarely used properly. Yeah. Um, Stephen Few wrote, wrote an incredible paper in 2007 called Pies, Save the Pies for Dessert, and explained <laughs> all the shortcomings of these things. But... Um, have you seen all the, you know, the, you know, the funny pie charts, like the, you know, the sunny side of the pyramid, the shady side of the pyramid? How about yeah. the pie that's, you know, a pie I have eaten, pie I have not yet eaten? <laughs> that one? I love And that I'll one. ask people about that one and say, hey, quick question. Roughly, what percentage of the pie have you eaten? And everyone goes, oh, I don't know, about a third. And I go, mm. you you all did that without having to think really hard. So um, what people don't understand is a pie chart, and I didn't until some, you know, colleagues pointed out. here's what it's really good for. It's good to say, what is the relationship of the part to the whole Mm. for really pretty much just the, the, you know, the slice that starts at midnight?
0: Mm.
1: Or, you know, you can go in either direction and you can immediately see, oh, that's a little less than one quarter. Oh, that's a little more than a half. And that's very valuable problem is if you have three four five six segments it's useless yeah what it stinks at is how much bigger is this slice than that slice it's terrible Mm. but if your your question is um and that's where the bar chart's great oh i can see this one's a little bit more than that Mm. so um i wrote a blog post about how these things can be used Mm. harmoniously get the best of the bar uh of the bar chart, combine it with a pie chart, go to data revelations, and just type in the word harmony. And it's a a pie chart and a bar chart living in harmony. So if you go to data revelations, harmony, I'll make my case for a fun interactive dashboard where, oh, this is actually works really well. And it came, it recently came about, because I've started looking at where charts show up in movies, you brought up dope sick, Ben. Yeah. Um, there's a, a, a situation comedy called How I Met Your Mother, and there's a very f- funny uh, vignette where this guy goes on a charting rant, and he creates all these yes. about his life, and he says, all "Right, yeah, yeah." Bar graph, you know, yeah. here's a bar chart showing my favorite pies, and here's a pie chart Shucks. showing my favorite bars. Yeah, true. And 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 the takeaway is oh i guess i can use these things interchangeably and mm. no you can't they're, yeah. they're they're here for very different purposes mm. but i'm not sure if people realize quite what the purpose should be
0: yeah
1: and well, is- so i'm thank you everyone you who are on top of things you're both hosting this thing and finding the urls as well as uh, daniel mp and others um who are um finding uh, the
0: URLs to help people out with this. So I'm, thank I'm you. gonna ha- I'm gonna have to make Donald also an admin so he can post some links as well. So I appreciate. it. Yes, you were saying thank you. So I apologize for interrupting you there. Um, yeah, it took me a while to be able to talk to someone and search for links and post the links. It took me, I think, only about a month ago I started getting half decent at that. For quite some time, I was so focused. Hey, do we want to deal with the red, yellow, green thing? Yes, the, I was. I've I've got that question in my am I and I, I want to talk about dope sick so. This was a time I wanted to bring it up because it's a a good question. I like it a lot. So I'm going to read the question out for the sake of the the podcast version of this. Uh, What are the recommended sentiment colors for accessibility? Often people still use red, yellow, green. What should we be using?
1: A couple of different ways to handle this. So if people were wondering what's wrong with red, yellow, green, doesn't everybody understand them? You know, stoplight colors. Um, A colleague of mine who is one of the first people to really lift um, the design elements combined with really good analysis within the tableau world, Kelly Martin, uh, unfortunately died four years ago. Um, She had a comment that there's no way to un-ugly red and green, but that's not why you shouldn't use them. The the issue is that roughly one in 10 men in Western culture suffer from some form of red-green color vision deficiency. Are you one of them, Ben? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That makes you very. That's a. You That's an important uh, thing to bring to the table. It means mm-hmm. you have a certain um, level of understanding that that a lot of other people don't. Um, far fewer women mm-hmm. uh, have to deal with this, but but the issue is if you don't have anything else to distinguish between it, the red and green could look identical. Mm. So Mm. one solution is use colorblind, what are called colorblind friendly colors. Mm. So blues and oranges. The other is, Jeff says, if someone is absolutely adamant uh, about doing this, and we discussed it in the big book of dashboards, and I stole it from the big book of dashboards and put it in the big picture, is there are things you can do to the red and the green to make it you can darken the red, oh, you can lighten oh, the green, and you can add blue to the green. And then when you put it through a colorblind simulator, or you can just call Ben at three in the morning. I'm sure he'd be happy to help you.
0: I'd probably um, be awake anyway. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. He strikes me as one of those people. Um is specifically curious about the yellow alternative is coming up. The the
0: hmm.
1: um I that's not my understanding. People are welcome to correct me on this. Is that's not where the problem so much is? Mm. Is that it's the red and the green, um, and not the so-called neutral color that's there. By mm. the way, we were talking about the minimalist use of color. Mm. Um, I've seen these massive spreadsheets, you know, just a zillion cells, and they're red, yellow, and green. And um, mm. I said, let's do mm. let's do a really quick fix on this thing. Make mm. everything gray except the red. And the, the thing was so much easier to follow. It was, it's OK, instead of, um, uh, we'll, 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 let's just focus on the things that need critically need attention. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, immediately, it was this thing that was, oh, gosh, I don't want to look at this thing. It's, oh, you just helped me focus on mm-hmm. places mm-hmm. that are a problem. So th- th- that's a one minute quick and dirty cleanup. Just get rid of the red and the yellow and just make things gray
0: and red. Yeah that works. I mean, one of the ways I've dealt with it in the past when I ha- I've had someone who's insistent on having reds and greens, I mean, a, a classic thing that came up was like, you know, the, as you said, the, the red and the green for traffic lights. So I would say if you definitely, definitely want it. So first of all, I'm not going to make your text red and green. So with the situation I'm talking about here, there was just like a big table on a big table. And at some at some point there's a all, all I can do is push back with the same way we wanted so it was for a bit more level of management the request came from so i said look i'm not going to make the text red and green but you still want red and green so i can put red and green in an icon but green is up red is down so i had red in an arrow going down and green in an arrow going up so the shape itself yep. also indicates what it is well, that's
1: a, that's the other piece of this but you, know, mm-hmm. you know which is oh um, if it's position, if it's shape, you've got mm. something besides the red and green. Um, what Jeff was trying to solve was there's only color. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah.
1: And the uh, the grand poobah saying we mm. must use red and green, he said, okay, let's modify the red this way. Let's modify the green this way. Mm. They still read his traffic light colors, but there's been enough change in them that someone with classic deuteranopia protanopia yeah. can look at it and um, go, "Oh, I see two totally different yeah. color shades at this point."
0: Yeah, interesting. One of the one of the things I've, I really appreciated with this thing, I mean, my my red and green color is not particularly strong. It's there, I know it is. I've I did these tests when I was a kid, and it's I know it's there. But I used to, not anymore, because I haven't got time because of career and family i used to do a lot of gaming and i remember however many years ago it was i used to play xbox and one of the games i was playing for the first time they introduced um colorblind friendly colors and you could switch on the one that you wanted and honestly it was just amazing that i could all these
1: these things suddenly popped. The yeah. stuff that was that 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 was,
0: you know the, the, it kind of lifted the cataract off thing and you could see. Right. Wow. And I and I I was like this is amazing because I I, I used to game a lot. I wasn't particularly good. I thought oh, that's fantastic. I can see maybe yes, Battlefield. Um, I was like maybe this is the reason I was particularly bad. It turned out it wasn't. I was just bad. But still, I was bad and I could see stuff. So you know,
1: I was quite there busy. we go. <laughs> Wow. Now I can see clearly just how bad I am. That's yeah. <laughs> it. The joy.
0: Yeah. I oh now
1: experience God. this, you know, my bad attitude, you know. Oh, I
0: you love know, it. In, in total fullness. Yeah. Get rid of all the excuses and, and just admit it, basically. Yeah. I mean, this is the, the things that we're talking about now. These, these, these the rules or the, or the, the concepts, the ideas. I often think about it and I wish that I kind of had a better understanding of the basics of data visualization before I started visualizing data. You know, it, well, I just you, did it. You,
1: yeah, how long? Well, you're not, you know, what, 2016? Mm-hmm. Is that is that when we kind of thrust into it? Yeah. The, 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 yeah. I think there's a lot, there are more opportunities to get onboarded to this stuff now Mm. and there were even five six seven years ago seven years ago when you started that that though look the goal of all these books the workshops there's so many great things that people are doing out there is um to get people up to a certain level faster um uh, but each person has his her their own way of getting there and mm-hmm. it may be no. I kind of have to slog through this on my own and mm-hmm. and make some mistakes. Mm-hmm. Or you know, the goal of a consultant or a book is okay. I've already made the mistakes, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to make it so that you don't make them. Mm-hmm. But
0: yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, I,
1: I, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be hard. You know, I'm not would certainly wouldn't be hard on yourself for not, you know, knowing this stuff when you started out.
0: No, no, no. It's just, I think I think about it more now because of using Deneb. And because with Deneb, I have the control that I never used to have. My, my, the things that I do are more reasoned. You know, I don't just pull on and create a visualization and say, I can put this here. Should I put that there? What am I trying to achieve? I put it. And I also say quite often i can do more which also means i can make more mistakes i mean this is this is clear
1: but you also know what you're aiming for and yep. this is an issue with some of the tools which is how good are their defaults
0: mm.
1: you know the 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 very nature of uh, the tool is it going to channel you into something that's probably going to be a good result mm-hmm. um, um you know, Jeff Schaefer is a, now his main gig now is professor, business professor. He knows immediately when someone's using Excel to visualize mm. a certain data set because they're just using the default and it comes up a certain way. Mm. And, gee, it, the, so one of the miracles of some of the better tools is, oh, it did a really good job of pushing somebody in the right direction. Yeah. Um, the, that's the problem with that Excel default. When the, when the values are so close together, someone doesn't understand what's going on. They're just relying on the tool and suddenly the value axis is, you know, 60% of the value axis is cut off. So these differences can be really pronounced.
0: Yeah. Now it's interesting you said because, I mean, I know the work that's been done currently by Microsoft to improve the visualization is, is very good. I have, and a couple of people like Daniel, we have these like meetings with with a guy called um, Miguel who's working on a project to improve it. Miguel uh, Rednet. Um, Miguel Meyer. Yeah, um, Myers. He works. He, he's I am Miguel yeah, Meyer. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Um, but what you said there, I think is I. I can also, if I look at a report, I tend to know when it's been done by Power BI, because the out of the box experience look all these doesn't... things have a certain look on them. Uh, same yeah. thing with Tableau.
1: No one, you know, mm. there's it by default Tableau has its own custom made font mm. that's in okay. it. And you can know immediately, okay, that's that that's done mm. uh,
0: done with this, etc. Mm. Yeah, I try yeah. Sorry I'm gonna bring this up by Daniel. Um I try to make Dana more power B I friendly by using the same defaults. Ah, okay that's interesting. This was a mistake that would be corrected soon. That's interesting actually. Because I know with with, with Deneb, there's there's like a config section and all the configs as Daniel is saying there are using the power bi defaults and they're actually very helpful to have the defaults there but yeah and I, I know what it means by some of the settings that kind of push you more in that power power bi way and I think there's been a kind of acceptance that what's out of the box in power bi isn't perhaps teaching a best practice as to how things should look which the company which Microsoft themselves are also addressing so It'll be interesting to see how that develops. Indeed. Yep. See, we, t- we actually mentioned Power BI just once. We had to do it right. No, I think we mentioned it more than once. Yeah. You? Okay. Sure, fair enough,
1: so. and is anyone keeping track of this?
0: No. Oh, of the, uh, no it's okay. Fine. No one keeps much much track of these things. We've been quite on topic, to be honest. I go off in such a random. I think at one point a few weeks ago we, we started talking about Die Hard somehow. I, I, I don't know. It's this is just just the way it goes. We've been quite on point. That's that's what it was actually. We're talking about German. How in German they translate "yeah, you be It's something very different. It's very strange. Okay. Whole thing. Yeah, I won't. I won't repeat myself. People can watch, watch the previous episode. And uh, it depends. And of course, it depends. There you go. Oh, there we them.
1: go. Well, it depends. That's Andy Cockreavism's.
0: Yeah. Um, he,
1: yeah. Yeah. He's. He's. What shirt should I make? What color should I be using? You know, what's the combination of these things? And he, you know, mm. it's, it depends. And he has a T-shirt that he wears proudly. That's it classic. depends. I
0: think for, in the Power BI, it comes from the um, the Guy in the Cube channel. They're all, they're very. It, it depends. They also have a um a, a one one dollar jar. Every time someone says it depends, they put one dollar in the jar. And I think at the end of every year, they donate it to something. It's quite a cool idea. The
1: the the. I have heard. I think I've only watched one episode. I've heard nothing but great things about mm. that. I should absolutely watch.
0: Yeah, no, it's it, it's good fun. It's also on a Saturday when they do the live stream. It's just a nice place to go and chat and say random things. Um, but yeah, it's good fun. Anyway, um, it's been well over the time I promised it would be. I apologize for that, but it's just been so nice talking to you about data it's, it, But
1: we're such fascinating people
0: with such fascinating participants here. It just went on. Aren't, Aren't they though? In, in an instant. So fast, so fast. Yeah, no, it's it's really nice to have people come on and ask ask all these questions and, and get involved in the chat. It's it's very fun. So I will say, um, Steve, thank you very much for joining. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank ben, thanks
1: it. for having me here and joining. Uh, meeting like minded people that uh, don't meet in the my tool of choice. So exactly. this is uh, delightful to see how much good the passion and excitement we share.
0: Absolutely, and a final word, of course. Thank you for the books; they're very inspiring. I love reading them, and um, yeah, it's cool stuff. So I look forward to seeing other stuff in the future that that you'll produce because basically I'm going to steal all your ideas. All we, right,
1: we, this is kind of what we want. So Fantastic,
0: that's <laughs> great. Everyone in the chat, thank you very much. Um, goodbye, and we'll see you next week. Bye bye.